Radio MD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. Chloe Pratt is a Dallas five-year-old who was born with sickle cell anemia. The Pratt family has participated in a special program offered by the Cord Blood Registry, and we're going to talk about what this is today. My guests today are oncologist and hematologist, Dr. Joel Weinthal, and Kibrian Pratt, the father of Chloe Pratt. Welcome to the show, both of you. So, Kibrian, will you please start by telling us your story? Tell us what happened with your daughter and what's going on now. Well, when she was first born, you know, they do the testing when the baby's born. And uh, you get this green envelope in the mail. You don't know what it's about. We brought it in. Said that she had sickle cell. We knew we were both uh, trait carriers. Um, we knew it was a one in four chance, and she was a one in four chance. So um, her brother was born four years into her having sickle cell. Uh, they went through a stem cell transplant, cord, cord blood transplant. I kept his cord blood when he was born, and he gave bone marrow also before the procedure. Um, and uh, she's been like, as soon as she got that blood, you could just tell just in an instant she was a totally different baby. That is amazing. And now, Dr. Joel Weinthal. So, Dr. Weinthal, tell me a little bit about what it is that Kibrian is talking about. You know, we hear about cord blood and the cord blood registry, which I did myself with my first child. And what is involved? Is this controversial at all? And can you, do you want people donating for everybody else or for themselves? Sure. Well, I think I think if you realize that every time a baby is born in the United States, there is a cord blood unit available to be saved to potentially save someone's life. And so this is not really a controversial source of stem cells for transplant because it's something that doesn't involve any any extra procurement things like like um you see when you have to acquire bone marrow and you have to go to the operating room or get stem cells from the blood to do transplants, which is a fairly involved process as well. This is really a product that we should be able to save, you know, on almost every delivery that's ever done. However, it is expensive, so it it has not become a sort of standard that every single cord blood is saved. And there are two sort of mechanisms of donation. There is what um, uh, our other guest and father is describing is that when a family member um, has a, a disease that would be amenable to treatment um, with a cord blood or stem cell transplant, saving the cord blood from a, another baby that's born in the family is certainly indicated. And I recommend to all of my patients um, to do that. If there is no uh, indication in a family or there are no other high-risk um, things going on in a family or other situations which we, we could get into, but I'd like to stay specific to the sickle cell um, realm right now. But if there aren't any other indications, then I think it's a it's an option for a parent. If there is a means to donate to a public cord blood bank that can be searched by um, doctors who do transplants from all over the world, 
that's a wonderful thing because that's how we obtain cord blood to do transplants for a majority of the patients in the United States and throughout the world. The other option that- is family banking or private banking, and that's where you save it to be used by yourself. And those are the, those are the two current options. Now, so when you're donating, Dr. Weinthal, to the open registry, is there a charge for that? If you're there having a baby, as I was, and they come and they collect your cord blood and you're just donating it outright, is there a cost for this? Well, the the problem is that you can't do that with a majority of um, deliveries in the United States. Um, there are certain hospitals that are set up that work with the public cord blood banks where moms have the option to donate their cord blood. And if you do that for a public bank, there is no charge at all. However, you have to understand that if you donate it, <clears throat> that's not your cord blood anymore. That belongs, that's sort of in the public domain. However, the family banking, um, there is a charge, as you probably incurred when you donated your child's cord blood or saved it. Yes, it was. I didn't save it for myself. I donated it. It was about 13 years or, oh my goodness, just about 13 years ago today. And I didn't really see it. It wasn't a big cost at the time. And they throw it out, right? I mean, otherwise it just gets thrown out. Right, right. It's, it's one of the great sort of frustrations to everybody in the field is that, you know, 99.9% of the cord blood units, which is the blood that's in the placenta after the delivery of the baby, are just thrown in the garbage. So, and, you know, the way a majority of children in the United States and throughout the world now have transplants for cancers and other conditions that are curable with stem cell transplants um, is using cord blood from banks. So it is important to build up the public supply. But it's also very reasonable in many situations to have parents save their own cord blood with various um, private banks that are located throughout the United States and throughout the world because there are indications in families, like like in the the dad who's, who's speaking with us today, where he has a child who has sickle cell anemia, and the only curative therapy for sickle cell anemia is to have a stem cell transplant. So obviously any baby that's born in that family, you'd want to save their cord blood. Now, Kibrian, tell us about Chloe. Is this something that Dr. Weinthal would have told you is curative? Is it something that has to be redone? Is she going to need like a bone marrow transplant later on? What do you know about what her situation is right now? Uh, all of her results are coming back positive. Um, me and my wife, we just uh, kind of knew that she would be okay if we did this, and um, we discussed it with our doctor, and he just told us the ins and outs, and I kind of researched it myself, too, and um, he he just flat out said, if it was my child, I would do the same. Wow, um, what, a, what a great story. Now, does she know what her little brother did for her? She does, yes. He doesn't, but she does. Yes, he doesn't. How old is he? They're very tight. Uh, two years old. So he doesn't know, but you will tell him when he's older? Oh, for sure. For sure, yes. I'd like to let them know what they did for each other, you know? Sure, because it's quite a bond, and it's quite something that I think will keep them very close throughout their lives. Now, Dr. Weinthal, 
We only have about a minute and a half left. If you would, give us your best advice for, you know, sickle cell patients considering cord blood registry and for people out there, you know, that want to do this for their own family. Is it very expensive? And how do they find out more information? Well, I think that if um, a family has a child with sickle cell anemia, hopefully they're plugged into a uh, pediatric hematologist where they live who will be expert in treating the condition. And there are, there are good medical therapies for many patients, but as I said, the only curative therapy is to do a stem cell transplant. And the stem cells can come from cord blood, they could come from bone marrow, they could come from peripheral blood. But certainly if a family has a child with sickle cell anemia and then is pregnant with another child, I think it is a very, very reasonable thing to save the cord for a potential transplant on the for the child who's affected. Now that next sibling, as 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 your other guest mentioned, it's a one in four chance that they would match. And they also have to not have sickle cell disease. So it's sort of counting your lucky stars if you have a child and then the next baby is born is a match and does not have sickle cell anemia, but it does come up. And I've had patients, I've had a patient we've done this on as well. And what I would advise is talking and to your local physician, and then um, they will be able to help facilitate getting it done through um, one of the banks, um, such as Core Blood Registry or other. And it is um, called the National Core Blood Registry. Thank you both for being with us today. You're listening to Radio MD. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.